It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Thursday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Jeff, good morning. Welcome in. It's uh, It's been a fast week, kind of trying to get things back in tune. The last day of the uh, stay-at-home order uh, today. So, uh, congratulations, we've made it. Yeah, who knows? That's... It, is everybody going to come running out in the streets and going nuts and waving their hands? And I just really feel like the the few times that I've been out, I it, it hasn't been such a a desolate situation. You know, I, I I'll I I have went by. I've I've went in and and done some tire work. You know, had some some stuff done to the car at at some local establishments, and I'm looking, and I'm pretty sure the entire whatever, five weeks that this thing's kind of been pretty serious. The Alcoa Kroger has had like 100 cars in it, solid. Open, oh, yeah. Open doors to shut doors. Yes, no doubt. A lot of places have been like that too. And I don't know if it's one of those limited, you know, where everything else is closed, everybody goes to these stores. You know, I don't I don't know if that's the case. But, I mean, I'm just like, I, I thought we were supposed to stay at home. <laughs> No, you got to go to the local grocery store hangout. Yeah, it's like mall rats. I told you my little my little hitch and my giddy up with all that, right? You know, because I'm I'm for I think they're doing a really good job, you know, sanitizing and cleaning the stores at night and doing different things. I told you about my little my viewing of of why that even the best laid plans have holes in it. Hmm. About you know I'm shopping and I make it a real good point to only touch what I'm buying. Sure. And and I think that protects me. That protects other people. You know what have you? And so I'm I'm going through and I'm doing my due diligence. I'm you know kind of and I'm a I'm a back row getter. So this goes against a lot of what I do. Like I normally, I mean even down to like spaghetti noodles, I'll get the one that's in the back that nobody's touched. I'm interested in that, but I haven't been doing that because again I'm trying to just touch what I buy. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm on. I don't know. It's whatever aisle, and and I'm I'm ready to just pick and go, and there's there's this lady there, and I've seen it, lady gentlemen. There's no there's no distinction, but um, they pick it up, they look, they sit it down, they pick it up, they look at it, they sit it down. In in the course of about two minutes, I saw like five or six items do that, and I went, well, that just like negated all of our cleaning practices. So. Public service announcement, if you're at the grocery store or at a store, if you don't want it, don't pick it up because that goes completely. Even if you're, I don't have the virus, what have you, there's asymptomatic sides out there. You you got to you gotta almost act like, you know, be guilty until proven innocent. You almost have to act like, you know, there's that chance uh, to, to be safe. Because if we don't keep those measures, uh, today will be the last day of phase one of stay-at-home yeah. order. So yeah. we'll see. I, I will be interested what next week looks like. Just run down and touch everything in the aisle. I'm told, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just 
just both hands. You can't see what I'm doing in studio if you're on the radio, <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, it, it's crazy. It's been the longest March in April ever. Uh, I, I like the jokes there about mid mid month in April. You're like, man, it's uh, March 45th, and I, I I still hold to that. I still feel like you know January February just like screamed by. And then March kind of put the brakes on, and then April's been rough. Yeah. I, we're in like the second month of April now. Yeah, right. We're getting there. We're totally getting there. But April the 30th, last day of April, uh, it, it's kind of been funny. And and, and honestly, I, I give kudos to you, Boone, and, and even me to a certain extent. We've talked sports every day. Yeah. Now, has it been off the cuff? A lot. Oh, yeah. I don't know that that necessarily changed, but... It's. I think it's made it to where when we get sports back, this is going to be we're going to be cooler than the other side of the pillow. I think so. Definitely. Says. So, but we've got some cool stuff. You know, we normally talk football, baseball, basketball. We kind of stay in the big three for time restraints. But today, kind of due to to limited topics, want to jump to NASCAR a little bit. We talk that periodically, and, and you know the the void that was built by the the exit, the the cut, the firing of Kyle Larson kind of opened us up and we talked i think a couple weeks ago about what that looks like is that is that a young buck is that timmy hill is that roth chastain is that one of those guys that get an opportunity because one they're going to be cheaper and two you know they're they're fairly successful uh at the at the lower level or is there a a retired driver that's ready to jump in there is there a carl edwards is there a matt kenseth is there you know go on and on and on and that's what happened. They went they went the retread route versus the uh, the promotion route. Looks like Matt Kenseth is going to slide into the Ganassi 42 car and uh, and try to be a a resurfacing former champion. You know, you look at Matt Kenseth. He I think he won the 04 uh, Winston Cup at that point. I think he was the last Winston Cup winner, and uh, and he was the Rookie of the Year in 2001 because he beat out uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And, uh, and so he has a pedigree that's sellable to sponsors. But the question is, is he a brand? Is it a good decision, number one? And then is he something that's sellable to fans? Have you noticed? Have you seen the pictures he's coming back out with? He's got a beard. Huh? Like, because I guess a beard's like a, a I've qualifying never event. I've seen him with a beard. Like, it honestly, I'll, bring, I'll pull the picture up. It looks like not only does he have a beard, but it looks like he's got a big old dip in. <laughs> but uh, what what do you think? What do you what do you, th- what do you like about the decision? What what's kind of questionable? I, I think for me, this is this is a quick, marketable change. They're they're viewing what happened with Kyle Larson probably as damaging, and they know that Matt Kenseth is a safe pick. He's a previous champion, which means they can market him. It's he can drive. I think he's only been retired what a year. It's not been long, so it's not like driving is going to be foreign to him or anything. Um, now, my only question is, is is he just going to hop in the car and ride around for 400 laps? Or does or do they think he's actually going to be up there in the top five and the top ten? Yeah, that's that's Matt Kenseth with a beard. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't actually, know. Actually, when he left, uh, I, I kind of – I misspoke. Um Jason Ward said, wouldn't mind seeing Trevor Bain get another crack at it. Yeah, you know, honestly, 
Uh, he he's one of those guys, kind of you know that 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 had a really high start. You know, won the Daytona 500 in the in the Woods Brothers car, and then wow, it just kind of when he got a full time ride between his health and different things, it really kind of stunted that growth and. And then he ended up getting out, getting out of it based on, and I think some health concerns there. But but local kid from Knoxville uh, that that had some really high highs, but yeah, needs needs to probably get another crack at it as well. That that was a look that obviously didn't, because it didn't take them long to fill the shoes. So I think that when when Larson went out, they were already looking at who can we get in that's quick, that we can turn this ship around real fast, and and can drive. And so they're like, well, Kenseth just retired. Call him. And the, I don't think they even considered anyone else. I don't think they, they wanted to. I think this was something that they could do quick and easy and get it done. So so I, I Googled, like, what are the top ten reasons Matt Kenseth, uh, you know, is returning. Uh, number ten, he said he felt that in 2020, the one tweet he posts per calendar year needed to be about something really big. <laughs> that was pretty good it said it's matt kenza's way to just suddenly show up out of nowhere you can ask brad keselowski about this i don't know where that come from right. it says number eight his teammate will be kurt bush which means matt can let uh the f-bombs fly and 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 basically it won't look as bad as 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 kurt bush <laughs> Uh, number seven, he needs to shake off the rust for when he takes over the number 48 car after Jimmy Johnson retires. Hashtag, you heard it here first. Hashtag, credit it, <laughs> credit, credit credit it me, please. please. <laughs> um, number six, he wants to further help his chances of getting into the Hall of Fame, his eligibility to which he is delayed every time he unretires, but whatevs. Yeah, and so that's another question. I mean... What, like, what? is it weird that Matt Kenseth's beard looks like they shaved, like like maybe shaved his neck, took that hair, and like glued it to his face? <laughs> Got to make it marketable. Yeah, I he does. It's like the Jimmy Johnson beard. Like Jimmy Johnson shaves, and you're like, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. But when he gets the little scruff beard, I mean, he looks like he's interesting. Then he starts talking, and you're like, yeah, not so much. No, no, I'm yeah. out. He's like, man, I went left. Again, we're, we're gonna go fast and we're yeah. gonna turn left. And Chad, what do you want us to do? How's this going? Uh, number five, it says it's an opportunity to drive quality equipment as well as get out of having to homeschool four children. Oh, <laughs> uh, too soon, funny. too soon. Uh, number four, after the Packers failed to draft a single wide receiver in the 2020 draft, Kendis decided his Sundays were gonna be free. That's legit. And you're right, right. I, I listened to uh, uh, I can't remember what the fellow's name is, but he's the the beat writer for the Houston Chronicle for the Texans on uh, another station yesterday, and he flat out said he said that was the most stupid decision he had seen in draft history. The fact that it was that deep of a wide receiver class, and the Packers don't even take one; they take a tight end. Yeah. Number three. This will move him into a solid third place behind Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon on the all-time retirements list. (laughs) These are great. This is on NASCAR.com, too. This is funny. Uh, Number two, upon hearing that Rob Gronkowski was returning, he felt Sports World needed an offsetting return from someone who could not possibly be less like Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) That's pretty good. 
Well, but he's got a beard. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have that cybernetic arm, though. Right. You think he'll do that? Like, I feel like a year out of sports, he should be healed now. I think that should be like an outlaw nope. thing. He'll wear it. You think so? Oh, yeah. And the number one, as Joey or as uh, Matt is wearing a Tide Pods hat, oh. J- number one, Joey Logano discovered that Kenseth has been using his Netflix password and changed it. So now, now Matt needs something to do. <laughs> huh. That's funny. 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 But you know what? I, I don't think it's a bad move. I just think it's a no. stale move. It's well, it's it's a boring, smart move. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know, like you can guarantee it's not going to be like a um, oh, what was I can't remember the Alabama's coach. And if Jason, you're still listening, I know you know the Alabama coach that came in never coached a game and got fired for doing something really stupid. I think it was Price was his last name, but hmm. uh, Mike Price maybe, but. Anyway, they don't want to fire a Kyle Larson for what he did, and then all of a sudden, you know, Matt Kenseth's out there throwing beer bottles. Right. So, so you got to cut him too. So there's there's a whirlwind that you're just cutting off right here. But does does it beg the question? And maybe I'm just completely off the reservation. Maybe somebody knows something I don't, which is highly likely. Um, is there something wrong with Carl Edwards? Because I just feel like you know what we're saying about smart move and and competitive and 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 pedigree and those type things. Yeah, Carl Edwards doesn't have a rookie of the year or a championship. But Carl Edwards has, I mean, he's marketable for the backflip, not that that's a racing event, but that's a marketable thing. I remember I remember when that was sponsored at one time. Mm-hmm. Yep. They would literally, yeah, it's time for the such and such backflip and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but uh you know what I'm saying like he is a marketable guy, he's a young guy uh and and, and yeah, yeah. J- Jason says safe move. Uh, it's one of those deals where they took care of themselves without having to really look back at this. But, but I just wonder: is there an underlying situation with with Carl Edwards? Does he want to get back into racing? It, because I don't see him doing anything else. You know, you don't see him doing you know gymnastics. Well, you don't see him doing. Yeah, I know. You don't <laughs> see him doing like The Rock or whatever. And and when he stepped away from wrestling for some time. You saw him in movies. You saw right. him on TV shows. You you did this. You did that. You don't even see him on like NASCAR Race Hub. You know he's not even an analyst on a show, or or he's not on one of the broadcasts like a Jeff Gordon. And I just feel like Carl Edwards was that guy. So, do you think there's there's more to the story, or do you think Carl's just you know, hey, I was in the spotlight for a long time, and I'm just cool being out of it. You know, I I think it's, I think it he's a lot of unknown. You you know what you're going to get with Kenseth with Carl Edwards. Well, you didn't know you were going to get that beard. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's he he's just he may have been a risk in their eyes. I don't know. You know he he's he's not that far removed either. I still and he was competitive whenever he left. And so I think I think they're looking for somebody to just get the car around the track. And and it's it's a fear for them that maybe if they put Carl in, he may try too hard or and then wreck. Yeah, yeah, maybe Ganassi doesn't have much money on the on the the recovery side. But now, did you think it was weird that NASCAR, in lieu of they're not racing, there's no real push to get this decision made. Matt Kenseth comes in. I'm assuming Ganassi applies for some waiver uh, for him to be eligible for the playoffs should he win a race, um, or or finish in the 16, what have you. Uh, and they immediately come out and say he's eligible for the for the playoff for for the chase for the championship, and also Ryan Newman 
even though missing races will be be eligible and be be waived to be able to if he wins if he finishes in the top 16 to move on you know i mean i'm okay with it it i feel like if you win or like if, if winning a race is a validating statement because here's the thing you i don't want to say can't because i feel like if you finish second like every race you race in you could get in the top 16 but it's almost systematically impossible if you don't win a race to get into the chase Yes. Unless just everybody else is garbage, which it's really not that way. I mean, there is, you know, between the Chase Elliott's, Kyle Bush's, you know, the 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 standard names you see up front, the Joey Logano's, et cetera, there's a good eight that just they're going to run pretty well and they're going to win some races. So you're really not fighting for 16 spots. You're fighting for the rest of the eight. I think what they're worried about, and, and this needs to be a concern for them, is – when when they they start losing fans when they when the chase starts cutting drivers cuz I'll be honest with you if my driver is not in it for the championship anymore am I really that worried about catching that race probably not yeah they may win but i mean what what does it matter now absolutely absolutely and 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 i'm wondering if it doesn't nascar start becoming like the nba you know, I just don't feel like racing this week. As long as I win one of these 26 that we start with, we'll just exactly. No, yeah, have like a little Oh yeah, let's let that let's let that Xfinity driver drive this week. Yep. We'll put we'll put the cheap sponsor on the car and let him drive. Uh <laughs> who knows. Uh I think it opens a can of worms, but Jason Jason Ward chimes in and I, I think this is a really good question. You know, we're we're talking about who's filling Kyle Larson's shoes, but what's that what's that other side of the coin look like? Does Kyle Larson get a second chance? He says Mike Vick got one, Kareem Hunt got one, a bunch of other people that, that you could go on and on. He said, I'm not saying I agree with anything he said, but people deserve second chances. And honestly, I thought he, he self, I don't want to say self-medicated. And a lot of people will say, you know, well, he just knew he was in bad trouble. But, I mean, he came out on like three different platforms. I mean, he, he released a video, he released a letter, he did a, a public statement. The he whole got deal. with Bubba Wallace too. Yeah, and and really, I mean, I feel like if you're going to talk about a concierge of of the topic in the sport, yeah, Bubba Wallace, he, he really made sure that 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 relationship wasn't severed. So, uh, you know, I think Kyle Larson deserves another shot somewhere. Just because here's the thing: there is a uh, there is a renewed sense of purpose for someone who has been reprimanded. You know what I'm saying? You look at, I mean. That gum Kurt Bush's girlfriend was a was a like a licensed killer or something. I mean, she was like an assassin. <laughs> and and he's still racing. I mean, he's done some pretty pretty shoddy stuff and he's still racing. I just I don't know that it's gonna be I don't know that it's gonna be like a, a, a like a power five, if you will. I don't think it's gonna be a, a you know, a, a a Gibbs, a Childress, a it's going to be a front row motorsports, a he'll, Red Bull he'll race. get on somewhere else. I think so. And it may be a limited schedule maybe next year. And then kind of if he can come in, you know, kind of do the, the Kurt Busch thing, I kind of give him the, the heads up. You know, you remember when he went down and, and raced for, I think it was Red Bull Racing, and he ra- raced that 54 car. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even run a full schedule, but he like he finished like second or third a bunch and then maybe won a race. And then that's what got him into the Stuart Haas ride, and that's, yep. that's kind of where we went from there. Um, I think that's how he's going to have to dig back into the sport. And, and, you know, he's a little multifaceted from a, you know, he was in NASCAR, but I think he had background in other styles of racing. 
you know, he may be he may get some opportunities other places like Arca, like you know, uh, you, you know, he might get into the Xfinity Series in a ride and be able to prove himself that way. But but no, I don't think I don't think Kyle Larson's out of sports. I don't either. Uh, I think I, he'll get back. And and I think because of the way he handled the situation, it, it shows that he was willing to fully admit that what he was doing was wrong. And, and again, you look at all these guys. I mean, you look at, the, at guys that were on drugs and what have you. I, I mean. There's things they'd like to have back. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and so I think you can use this as a way to build out of the the this stigma that 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 sticks along with racing. So yeah, Jason, I think it's a really good question, and I, and my opinion, I hope he gets one. I really do. I, I don't think this is a. Uh, I think it is a zero tolerance. I don't disagree with him getting fired, but at the same rate, I, I think you gotta you gotta understand the talent you have there. How to how to reprimand him? Put him on a zero tolerance policy. Like, listen, you'll be blackballed if you do this stuff again. Like, if you even like if the syllable even comes out, we're we're cutting you loose. But I think it's one of those, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so, um, let's see what they do with Kyle Larson. But hey, let's take us a quick break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back. Another topic that's hit the hit the BuzzFeed for the last about three or four weeks is how are we going to be able to keep college football? Is it going to be a, a shortened schedule? Is it going to be a spring league? Or is it going to be played as usual? No fans in the stands and limited change, you, you know, limited um, access, if you will. We'll talk about all that as an article came out yesterday as the financial side of it and a different look at what this could look like Moving forward in college football, you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rule King is honored to continue serving our communities by providing essential products for our farms, families, and homes. You can buy online at RuleKing.com and pick it up at the store. And we're taking extra steps to provide a safer shopping experience for you and our associates. Rule King is open every day from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our most at-risk customers. Please remember to practice social distancing. Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. 
We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Jeff, we, we're going racing to college football. I feel like that's that's kind of an easy transition. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, the only difference is it's the same guys. They're just You wear a shirt in one sport and you, you don't in the other. Yeah. yeah. You can't <laughs> take your cooler in one sport and you can to the other. Uh, but cooler radio on wheels. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, I will tell you, uh, I ain't I ain't above it. Um, I went to Bristol. I guess it's been a year ago now. Yeah, because I go to the spring race with my buddy, and I take him to a college football game. It's kind of that's the trade. But um, I went, and I had my little like over the shoulder cooler, and you know that's not a big deal uh, when you're fresh. The ice is is solid. You know the whole deal, and you 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 know you're good. You're good. But, you know, and there are beverages in there. But if those beverages don't start to dissipate pretty quick, that cooler gets really heavy. Your shoulder is really hurting, and you're, like, about to just leave it. You you literally, two-thirds through the race, you're like, you know what? I could leave it. I mean, it's like $10. Like, it's fine. I'll just buy another one. You're justifying reasons why you don't want that cooler anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> so when I went a year ago spring, uh, there was a bunch of people. And when I say a bunch, I mean – I guess Bristol at that time, it holds 160,000, but I guess there was probably about a 90,000 crowd stadium. I bet, I bet there was 10,000 of these little igloo, I mean, mini rollers is what I called them. They were, they were probably like a, a 10 can or 12 can, uh, cooler that had wheels on it Hmm. and was like a little piece of luggage. And I went, Yep. What? And then I saw him dragging it through the gravels in the parking lot. I mean, it did it. Like, I it think was good. these were created just for things like just that. Just for NASCAR. Yeah. But I was like, you know, that's like cool because you can sit it and then sit stuff on top of it. Da 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 da. You can sit on it if you need to. You can put the handle down and sit on I literally left Bristol and went straight to well, of course, I searched out the cheapest deal because that's just what I do, and I think I ended up at a Big Lots version of <laughs> uh, of of this cooler. 
and I've loved it. I've taken it to baseball games and everything. So NASCAR will teach you the the most efficient way to do things. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I, and the reason I think a lot of people had it is because uh, you know the strap of their cooler was hurting them when they wore their tank tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their their get her done tank tops. But you, get, uh, <laughs> you fried those things. Yeah, no bueno. But uh, here's the here's the next topic. We're gonna move to college football, and it's how will coronavirus affect college football in 2020? Not a new topic, not something that hasn't been hashed on and hashed on and hashed on. But this is a pretty good article that really dives in, gets a lot of different perspectives from conferences and and, and looks, and and there's a different different kind of dynamic that's getting thrown in here. It said, imagine an Iron Bowl, Alabama to Auburn played in May or something even unconceivable no iron bowl no tennessee alabama no tennessee florida weekend which in a lot of cases i'm cool with uh, as long as it it doesn't count as loss i'm cool just not seeing those guys <laughs> for a couple of years um but with the coronavirus pandemic affecting sports basically across the world conference commissioners and athletic directors are considering alternatives starting uh, with with the current August 29th start date, um, basically looking at, at, at a possible spring league where you would have football uh, starting in spring of 2021. This is driven, I think, Jeff, by the fact that there's some commissioners, some presidents of universities that says they will have no students on campus until spring of 2021. So, so what concerns me about this, about doing a spring league, is you're – you're going to have to have that flip at some point where you're going to try to get back to fall. And so does that mean you double up? Yeah. And Could you imagine that? Like it would be a long wait, but what if you like started in February and it didn't die until the next January? And somewhere in there you play a championship and then boom, immediately you start back up. But the problem is yeah. we have more, there, like there's more irons in the fire here. How do you do a draft? You know the NFL is going to be drafting in the spring. Oh, you can no, you can do that like the college baseball world. You know they'll draft and it'll be they'll be in conference tournament. They'll still have the college world series and everything after the draft. Sure, I'm going to draft a hurt player. Well, or you could draft somebody and then they get hurt. <laughs> exactly. So at that point, does that affect your draft? Are the players going to play? Will they? Will it be like the 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 Super Bowl or the Pro Bowl where? Oh, you know what? Is this gonna is me playing in the playoffs gonna hurt me getting drafted number one overall? So yeah, I think you'll have those maybe top five guys that know they're gonna be top five that that do all that, and and there's no doubt they so may had sit it out. Fifteen SEC players were taken in the first round of the draft, right? So fifteen of those players sit out because they don't want to not get taken in the first round. That's cool. You know why that's cool with me? Because they were all from Alabama and LSU. I don't care. Well, so, but, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to affect things. And I think that's oh, I, something they have to think about. I mean, you look at it. LSU drafted, what, 15 players? They had 15 players drafted? Yes. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but they only play 11 on each side. So that's, that's nearly a whole side of the ball. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I would, I would venture to say most of those draftees were not non starters. Oh, I'm sure. So you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're losing 15 starters. So I I mean I think that dynamic has to be approached, and and I think it's still at the the administrator level 
which is more a logistical level. I think they're worried right now about like maybe worst case scenario. Like, well, and what, I, what will we do worst case? Well, and there, there are those people who are, it's, it's a very unknown time right now. There's a lot of people that are, that are hinting at a resurgence of the virus in October. Well, you don't want us to be halfway through the season and all of a sudden the whole, the whole whatever university has 37 cases. Yeah. Well, and it incubates for two weeks, so now we have to quarantine the last two opponents that you had. Yep. And then that, that's this trickle-down effect of, oh, so you can't play for two weeks. Oh, well, that cuts these two games off this other school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, you, you have to – it's kind of one of those you pick a lane and you drive through it, but I, I think they're really wanting to, to lay it all out and, and understand what's best, right Good and best sometimes aren't all the same option. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I think the the smart move is to get every single idea out there and then say, okay, what is absolutely not possible? Okay? Yeah. We're not – like, like I, think the one, I think the one that's already out the window is standard schedule with fans in the stands. Yeah. I think as of April 30th, May 1st, however you want to look at it, that is gone. There's yeah. no – that's not an option. Uh, but it said the people who are ultimately going to make this decision will be college football uh, officials and medical advisory panel, which I think is it's good to always make a, a committee, which I think that's that's in lieu of, of really want, putting it on one guy. But um, federal government officials, state governors, and then uh, some NCAA subcommittees. But ESPN interviewed dozens of athletic directors, coaches, commissioners from top ten – uh, both subdivisions, so the Power Five and the Group of Five, uh, over the past several weeks, and and really there was a lot of discussion as to how this this looks. But basically, UCF's athletic director Danny White said there isn't a model I can run to fix the problem of not having football. He's saying that that really there's not a model out there that that works for a lot of universities. Oh yeah, no um, doubt. Just because. There's a lot of sports that that universities have. There's there's some academic, there's some you know business renovations, business and 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 building fixes that are funded by football. Yep. Uh, you you don't. You, you, I just I think it's hard pressed to to say that the uh, the jousting team you know brings in a ton of revenue. So it, it's one of those you have that because of overages from football, and, and so it's it's one of those deals. It, Whatever model they go with, whether it's no football, whether it's football with no fans, because even at that rate, that's a significant drop in revenue because you're you're going to have to renegotiate TV deals to even get probably some break-even money. Yep. And, and so whatever that looks like, it's not just going to be like, oh, cool, we're going to have football in the spring. Check, stamp it, gone. It's going to be like, okay, that means this much money's gone. That means these sports don't don't get to happen this year. That means instead of airing, you know, seven basketball games and ten baseball games, we're not. We're going to put the football games on. You know, all of those things will trickle out of this. And I think it's cool that they're they're talking across all these different things. But you know, they they've got the they they've got the model of spring football, and and you know for whatever you know it, it may it it gives you the best feeling right now because it's the farthest away from us. You feel like hopefully by then we've got this thing under control. We can feel good about it. Fans can be in the stands, et cetera, et cetera. 
but I don't know that that's the best option. There, there's another one out there that that is is basically you run a conference only kind of schedule. You know, you you basically cut your non-conference, you run your conference games, and uh, and, and see what that looks like. But to me, that may be the worst of all of them. Is because well, it's not the worst of all of them. The worst of all of them is don't play football. Like that kills everybody. But the the I have only, an interesting question on that one too. The only playing the only playing conference games, in my opinion, is great for group of five, power five, and that's probably where it stops. But you know the little schools that go to power five schools to make some money, you know, to go to cross country to in most cases get get thumped on pretty good a tune up if you will and then get six nine hundred thousand and go home that's going to cripple their athletic funds that's going to cripple everything about it because even at a small level football drives their university as well yeah so what's your question so so here's here's my question so do you end up with any kind of animosity within the university because you know that you say say it's a football school you know it's a football school and football provides the money for lacrosse the jousting team the tennis team the and by chess the way team. i don't i don't know if anybody has a jousting team i just think it you sounded should, good you should have one it sounded good i feel like if we have a hockey team at tennessee we should have a jousting and team. they cut your funding or they cut your season or they cut your television time in lieu of football do you end up with animosity on the campus from the students? Like, oh, look, the jocks get to go out there and get their recognition, but we got cut because we don't bring in the money. Well, and, and again, I'm I'm because I'm going to make a parallel right after you answer. So I'm probably going to. I don't know. I I would like to think we were kind of on the same page, but I'm going to go a real hard line on that. I'm not a participation trophy kind of guy. If it took this pandemic to understand that football makes more money than them other sports, they had bigger problems to come into this. Because here's the deal. If you go to the University of Tennessee and go, you know, we're just a world-renowned rugby team. <laughs> no, you're not going to hear that. You're going to say, even in 10 years of dysfunction, Tennessee football's a thing. Lady Vol basketball is a thing. Like, here's the thing. Even even Tony Vitello and the greatness that I feel like he's brought to it as far as swagger, as far as being able to play a tough brand of baseball, I mean, he's fourth at best. At best. So and, you're, so what you're saying is cut it and show me the money. Well, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you know, rowing, it's one of those deals. If you're on scholarship, we're going we're gonna to honor that. But as far as being able to foot the bill for your travel and, and to foot the bill for – for your your tournaments and all that stuff, we're going to put it on hiatus. I don't think that you're going to look at them and say, we're just cutting it forever. Sure. I think it's for this business year. Yeah, that, that's that got to cut. I mean, you're not taking them out as classes. You're not saying academically you have to leave. You're just saying, hey, here, this jersey's not going to get messed up this year. Just frame that <laughs> one. WNBA. <laughs> yeah, just put – hey, maybe we – oh, you're saying yeah. flat sell advertisements. So what I'm saying is, oh, we could have pilot jerseys like tomorrow. We're we're looking at it and saying we are recognizing, and it is okay that the football runs this school. The rest of the stuff that doesn't make money, we we're we're gonna we're gonna sit you for a while. That's the WNBA. The NBA keeps that alive. Oh oh, I thought. See, I totally thought you were going a different direction than that. I thought you were saying like the. The jousting team, and we're going to use that because I feel like I'm hurting less people's feelings that way. <laughs> uh, if they went out and said, "Hey, you've got if you can raise twenty thousand dollars, you can have your season." Yeah, 
But the problem is, see, that, that works, but it doesn't work. It'd be different if it was intramural and it was on the same campus. Okay, you get $20,000, but no one else in your conference does. What are you going to do? Right. So, no, I, I mean, no, you, you should know. Like, I, I feel like on a campus, uh, you know, you're not going to Alabama. And, and there's some good sports at Alabama. I mean, Lady Softball is really good at Alabama. Oh, by the way, maybe, <laughs> yeah, Lady Vol Softball, let's back that down. Everybody's about fifth or, or better. But, you know, I, I think there's you don't go to Alabama and say, man, they just got this world-class volleyball team. And they may. I, heck, I don't know. And, and obviously, it's not getting the pub if it is. But, you know, you, there's certain things that you have to understand that, that in the hierarchy of, of the athletic department, you don't walk in and see just the grand, you know, granddaddy of them all there. But if, if Tennessee wins a national championship, that thing's at the front door. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not the jousting team trophy. Right. Right. And, and you know, I'll tell you, Tennessee's got some really good sports that don't have a ton of scholarships. I mean, the track program. I mean, heck, Christian Coleman two years ago beat Hussein Bolt. Justin Gatlin at 35 years old beat boot, beat Hussein Bolt at, you know, at his arguably still a pretty good place in his career. So, um, so the track program's done some great things. I mean, the track program – legitimately in the 80s created some of our great stars. Willie Galt, uh, Carl Pickens, those guys, they were track stars too. So uh, in, in in those regards, it's not that I'm okay with it. It's not that I'm like, you know, it's it, they're throwaway sports or anything like that. I, I just think in times where things get tough, I mean, we're seeing it at work. We we, we, uh, we understand the, the pressures that, that come with making those decisions. You know, if, if, if everything was – you know, the little blocks, square block, square hole kind of situation, then, then anybody could do it. Uh, and, and that's why I'm totally glad not making this NCAA decision. Uh, and, and, and I think whatever they're going to do is going to have backlash from one side or the other. Uh, it, it's going to be wrong in, in several different ways. But at the end of the day, they've just got to do what's best for, for the student athlete, number one, and then let the business side of it be secondary. And that's what I think they need to try to spin this as, is it's not just by, by, by showcasing football, it's not just for the benefit of the football players. They need to try to spin it to where they show it that it's the benefit for everybody. Because if we don't do this right now, it's going to be way worse down the road. So, so Justin Dunlap chiming in here uh, said – uh, they split the Big East Conference because of football, and it was the best basketball conference. I mean, I think it's a really good point as the to the driver that football is. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty good point. Yeah, and and, and I think you're you're right. They need to spend this in a in a in a a for the student athlete uh, best practice kind of way, and then then let the fallout happen. You know, there's nothing saying you got to pick that phone up. Nope. You're going to get a bunch of people mad, mad as a bull. But the, here's the, here's another here's another caveat to this. They've been talking to coaches and different things, and and we're ahead of the game in a lot of conferences. Here's the deal: I don't care if you want to start on August 29th. You want to just keep the course and put on more steam. It's going to take like two months to get these guys back because a lot of them's been off campus for this whole thing. They've not been in the weight room or at least the, the, the university weight room. Now, Tennessee, I know, have sent out has sent out videos to where you could work out with home equipment. Like They, they showed videos of, of teaching them how to do, do more reps, but like with a gallon of milk or, or you know stacking these things together. Resist. Lift my bag of sugar. 
Yeah, resistance bands, the whole deal. I mean, Alabama, heck, sent out Apple Watches to everybody. They're they're making sure they see that heart rate go up every day. I mean, I, that, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, that's, we that's, about that's that. pushing the issue. But but what I think is, I, I think, you know, it's going to take some time to get these guys back ready. So if a decision's not made in May to, hey, let's get these guys back on campus at some level, whether it's a quarantine and then you can work out or what that looks like, it's going to be delayed by purpose because you can't say, hey, you're coming back this week and your first game's next week. You're going to have everybody blowing Achilles. You're going to have guys blowing out knees. You're going to have – because it's those soft tissue injuries. That's what Herm Edwards was talking about. You can't just force these guys back in. Now, mm. you, you know, you could probably do it different lengths of time. Like your skill position players, it's more about uh, it's more about the uh, the cardio. It's more about getting getting back into that game shape. But for a, like an offensive lineman, I mean, that's like a full-cell teardown. Yes. One, because they probably haven't had the greatest of habits while they've been away, so you're going to have to get them back down to a weight, and then you're going to have to build them back up. So uh, the the common thought has been about eight weeks. Everybody thinks about eight weeks, and it's it's one of those deals where it's like four weeks of just getting you back in game shape, and it's four weeks of walkthroughs, situational, hands-on hitting. So it's it's more like a four-week buffer and then a fall camp is what they're, they're petitioning yeah, for. So. I don't think it's a light switch. No, they've they've got to make a decision. They got to make it fast. But I think it's 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 one that's not going to be easily made, and it's not going to be one that everybody agrees with. So no. I think that's how how this thing's going to shake out. But but Jeff, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, start bench cut. Five topics, five uh, interesting topics. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to the grind. Hundred point nine FM, eight fifty AM, and streaming at wkbl.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. 
The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. We have Rocky Top Sports. That's awesome. Sports. Uh, as we uh, as we took that topic well into the break and almost back into the return. So, uh, Jeff, it, it's one of those that's not going to be answered on this show. Probably not going to be answered on any show. It's going to be answered in the in in backdoor rooms and uh, and really trying to get this thing. Uh, lined lined out and 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 really what is best like I said there's not going to be an option out there that that suits everyone or that does everything but you got to do it in an e- effort to be the most safe and 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 get the most out of it, it it's it's not going to be one to where what's well, all about the play if that, if that's the way you go into it then you're already backing up but then if, if it's one of those that you're you're literally don't want to have a season then then you probably already backing up as well yeah, I, you said it best when I think you said that no, not everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, and that's just that's just the way it's going to be, and you just have to spin it where it's the best for most. Right. So, Star Bench Cut. We've got about ten minutes. We're going to try to mow through about five topics. I don't know if you caught yesterday's show, but I I'll, I wish we had a grader, if you will, like a moderator that could kind of you know hear what you go with what i go with and then pick a winner because that's what i did yesterday i let boone and, and coach i really do it and i kind of graded them and i basically gave uh, coach i really the win because boone picked popsicles over ice cream cone really yeah i'm like that's flavored ice yeah yeah so anyway i, I thought it was kind of fun i'd have gone ice cream cone too <laughs> so star bench cut number one possible mlb plans so there's the arizona league that have kind of it's sputtered up and sputtered down a shortened season or have you heard the most recent revised divisions 10 teams for three divisions and a hundred game season yeah i was looking that over um i I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna start the revised divisions and shortened season i'm gonna bench the shortened season and i'm gonna cut the arizona league absolutely agree 
Absolutely agree. That's the that's the right order, and the reason is 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 at least home ballparks are home ballparks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and you know Houston's going to really appreciate that. Oh, uh, yeah. too soon. Uh, but I thought I thought. But the the Arizona clunk, league clunk, is not. Clunk, clunk. Yeah, yeah, right. Can you hear the trash can? <laughs> uh, shortened season. I, I mean, I'm not opposed to a shortened normal season. The problem is is there's all that travel. There's all that interaction. There's all that. It looks like they they basically made those three divisions regional, so it, it kind of limits that you're you're only interacting with these few airports instead of right worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the next one, totally off the cuff, Disney movies: Wreck It Ralph, Toy Story, or The Incredibles. Start bench cut. So I'm gonna start Toy Story. I'm gonna bench The Incredibles, and I'm gonna cut Wreck It Ralph. And and don't get me wrong, I love all three of these movies. I just I grew up with Toy Story. And then I actually went and saw The Incredibles in the theater because it was just a fun superhero movie. And, I mean, just I like Wreck-It Ralph. It's got a lot of humor, but it doesn't have the weight that the other two had. So, I'm close. I started Toy Story as well. I feel like that was a franchise that honestly kind of dwarfed the other two. Yes. Regardless. It was a big drop to number two. The bench would be Wreck-It Ralph. And the whole reason is who who is the voice of Ralph? John C. Riley. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he's in such funny other movies, and so I love that. And then honestly, there's a little bit of Wreck It Ralph in all of us. Uh, oh yeah, you know, where we get mad, and want to just trash stuff. So, and then I like Fix It, Felix. I, you know, and my little boys have worn out like a Wreck It Ralph DVD. So I went with Wreck It Ralph on the bench, and then The Incredibles I cut, and it's it goes back to the, the old thing is. Um, I just I don't know. It just wasn't it wasn't the, the stretchy arms didn't didn't do it for me. So here's the thing. Everybody was waiting for the sequel to The Incredibles. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Because of how, how good it was. And I mean and it's Craig T. Nelson. How do you say no to Craig T. Nelson? <laughs> I, I didn't say it was a it was an easy decision. It's coach. Right. Yeah. You just cut coach. Oh, Hayden Fox. I just cut Hayden Fox. Way to go. Uh better quarterback runner, start bench cut number three, Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. This doesn't mean how his team did because I think it's easy to go Mahomes because he just won the Super Bowl. But this means if you have if you want a running quarterback, who do you take? I start Jackson. I will bench Watson, and I will cut Mahomes. Cutting the Super Bowl champ. See, I I went honestly, and and maybe people can talk me out of this. Uh, I went exactly the way I wrote it on the start bench cut. I went start Watson, bench Mahomes, and cut Lamar Jackson. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Uh, I'm interested to see if he can if he can come up with the sequel, if he can do it again. And and then I just I didn't think he did he looked real great. He got beat by Kentucky in college. Like I'm just like, yeah, I, He's the MVP of the league, I understand. But we're but, not looking at the team, we're looking at the quarterback as a runner. Oh, but he was terrible. He was terrible in that game. He threw like four interceptions. And it, I know he's grown since then and there's all that, but I'm just like, I just don't know the durability of that. I think if LaShawn, Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, I think they're they're just – they know better when to. You know what I'm saying? I think they don't want to run all the time, so when they choose to, it's 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 pretty productive. Whereas I think Lamar Jackson is a runner that just happens to be able to sling it a little bit. Uh, that's definite, yeah. So, so that that was just my thought on that one. Uh, the next one, uh, another another food one: uh, pizza, tacos, or hamburgers. 
So I will start hamburgers, I will bench pizza, and I will cut tacos. I like it. I, I go the same way just because hamburgers are just great anytime. Yep. Uh, pizza's real easy. You can kind of do it on the run, fold it up like a taco, and kind of go with it. But tacos, you kind of got to be ready for tacos. Yeah, you're stuck with tacos. Well, and I mean, you can't be multitasking eating tacos. Cause, nope. You know, if you get Taco Bell, that red juice runs all Regulated over the Regulated to Tuesday. Only yeah. on Tuesday. Only on Tuesday. Yeah, if you're if you're only regulated to one day of the week, <laughs> you, how are you ever going to get to start? And then, wow, we've done pretty good. The better little brother in some states, in big football states, Auburn, Texas A&M, or Michigan State? I'm going to start Michigan State. I'm going to bench Auburn, and I'm going to cut Texas A&M. And I go that way because I, I think if you want – the strongest number two, that means that sometimes they have to be able to be number one. Mm. And Michigan State, there have been a lot of seasons where they've been better than Michigan. When the Harbaugh error, that's not difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Auburn, I definitely think they are the clear number two, but there have been times where they have beaten Alabama, and I think that makes them that, that little brother. And then A&M, that, that, yeah, so, it's so A&M. So all of those, all of those are – Clear number twos. I mean, you're you're sitting here, and if you're an alum of one of those schools, then obviously you're going to argue. But if if you go consensus, non biased opinion, these are all number twos. I start Auburn, and the reason I start Auburn is the SEC bias. I have one, uh, and then two, they're they're Nick Saban's kryptonite. Uh, when you can be a not really good football team sometimes and beat Nick Saban. It means so much. And honestly, it's you when you watch the Iron Bowl, it's unlike anything else. It's unlike the Egg Bowl. It's unlike uh, you know, some other games like that are in state games. It's you know, it's not like Georgia, Georgia Tech, South Carolina Clemson, Florida, Florida State. I mean, that's a hate fest, but that Iron Bowl, especially when, when kick six happened, you know, when when all these little like they push each other to a breaking point. And Auburn's done that with Alabama recently more than anybody's done with Alabama, or maybe more than anybody's done consistently with anybody. So I, I feel like, you know, if you look back, you've got all these moments. You've got, you know, Bo Jackson and, and for Auburn for what he's done, and, and in all these nice moments where they've beaten Alabama and really been the thorn in that side uh, or, or the thorn in the tide. But uh, I start Auburn. Uh, I bench Texas A&M, and the whole reason is it's Texas. Uh, I feel like... Uh, every now and again, you know, the whole when they met at the, the fairgrounds, you know, A&M in Texas, that was a really cool thing. And, again, they had the opportunity. You know what? I'm switching gears. The reason, I'm going to put Michigan State on the bench. The reason because, I cut A&M was because there are so many Texas schools that, I mean, there was sometimes that Houston was the number two school in, in Texas. And well, then you've got point. Texas TCU? Tech, TCU. There's just so many that. You talked me into it. Uh, you taught me a ton. I'm charismatic. I just like Michigan State because I, they're I not say, Michigan. Well, they're not Michigan. <laughs> they're not Michigan. So uh, uh, Michigan State, I, I will give them. And, and again, it's another one of those Toy Story, Wreck It Ralph decisions for me. It was a long fall to number two. But I mean, you really think about it. Uh, I was. Uh, I mean, I I could have went Cal, UCLA, but who? Who knows and really who cares about California right here, right now? So uh, I'll go Michigan State on the bench, and I will cut. I will cut A&M. You have talked me into it. Because, yeah, you're right. Sometimes, even on good years, 
they're not the number two team in their state. So, uh, and and maybe maybe I'm wrong with that. But hey, if you like what you've heard and you want to hear some more of it, check us out on our website, thegrindonsports.com. Or if you missed some of Start Bench Cut and want to get more of that, same place, thegrindonsports.com. But check us out. But we're out of time right now. We're gonna have to get out of here. Jason Swain's up at the top of the hour on what is a block of sports here on WKBL. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow.